Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope everybody's been having a fantastic week. As you saw from the title, we're going to address fatigue this week. But before we do that, a couple housekeeping tips. Please go out to spondypodcast.com, sign up for the newsletter. I'm going to start using that to distribute the show directly to you on a weekly basis, so that hopefully will make it easier for you to listen. Also, if you're so inclined and can, drop a few dollars into the buymeacoffee.com account if you can. That would be great to help with the show and would be very, very much appreciated. So enough with that. Let's go on to today's show and look at tips for beating axial spondyloarthritis fatigue. Now, this is based upon an article from Healthline. And there's some good things in here. And there's, you know, a couple items that I'm going to touch base on that are really touchy for some folks. And they think that their doctor is picking on them. But I'll explain why their doctor is not and why it's not your doctor's job to be your best friend and deliver the news that you only want to hear, but to deliver the news that you need to hear. So with that, let's look at tips for beating axial spondyloarthritis fatigue. So we know that with axial spondyloarthritis, it's a complication that is related to inflammation of our spine. That's kind of the baseline. The spine and the hips is that we're looking at. And while the pain and discomfort may disrupt your daily activities, you could be contending with another debilitating side effect, which is fatigue. And I'll tell you, that's one that really just plays havoc with me. Mine is from both the AS, which is primarily kept under control, and low testosterone. Those two items for me give me extremely low energy. So the fatigue is just really high for me at times. So what are some of the causes? Well, according to the National Ankylosing Spondylitis Society, Fatigue is one of the most common concerns among AS patients. The inflammatory process of AS can lead to fatigue. So let's look at, again, some of the causes of this. Uh, The biggest culprit behind AS-related fatigue is obviously the inflammation. Inflamed tissues along our spine, our hips, everywhere, release small, protein-based chemicals called cytokines, considered to play a major role in fatigue, pain, and psychological disturbances. These cytokines, which are produced by cells in your immune system, they go in and they react in your body similarly to those produced when you have a cold or a flu. That's if you think about COVID, that's what was really killing most of the patients was the cytokine storms that they would get from COVID. So these little buggers can really play a lot of damage to us. So this is why you may feel like you have a viral illness when you really don't. You know, you can sit there and tell you, sometimes I'll reach up and I'll feel my forehead and I'm going, gosh, it feels like I got a fever or achy or just everything, but you really don't. It's the ramp up in inflammation in your body. So treating the inflammation with medications, you know, like a biologic, like a Cosentex, a Humira, an Embril, uh, or any of the number of other ones out there can help to reduce the excessive fatigue. But you have to keep in mind that prescription drugs themselves that contain things like opioids or codeine, they may also increase your tiredness and don't decrease the inflammation. Remember, opioids just mask the pain. So 
Well, I know a lot of us are trying to find ways to minimize the pain as much as possible. Remember that just masking the pain really is not going to help you in the long term to diagnose all the spots that are painful and whether a biologic or one of these other types of DMARDs is actually working for you if you are masking the pain with opioids. It, it makes it where you've got to kind of give up one in the short term to let the other one work for you so that you know that you're really getting the benefits that you need. So let's look at some tips that Healthline discusses on how to beat AS fatigue. Well, number one is aim for sound sleep. And I'll tell you, this is really important. I sleep with a CPAP mask. There's some nights I put it on. There's other nights that I don't. The nights that I put it on, the next day for me is a much stronger day for me with much more minimized fatigue because I've had actually four or five hours worth of sleep. So in some cases, you know, they go on to talk about fatigue isn't exclusively related to inflammation. Pain and discomfort can make it difficult to fall asleep at night, adding fuel to exhaustion. Your pain may also cause you to wake up during the night. So here are a few ways to help ensure you might get a more restful night's sleep. They mention things like going to bed at the same time every night, including weekends. Take breaks throughout the day instead of naps. Do relaxing pre-bed activities such as deep breathing exercises. Avoid sleeping in on the weekends or vacation days. Take a warm bath before bed. Add thicker curtains to your bedroom so the sunlight is less likely to awaken you. And regulate the temperature in your bedroom. Some of those I can agree with. Some... Yeah, if you get to them, that'd be great. Like curtains in your window or, you know, sleeping in. You know, if you need to sleep in, sleep in if you're tired. You know, don't fight your body's need for the sleep. If you get up in the middle of the night and you're up for three or four hours, well, then and you go back to bed and you fall asleep, sleep in if you can. That's not going to hurt anything. But those are just some tips that you might consider. Number two is check for anemia. This is a big one because if you're anemic, you are really going to feel this throughout different ways in parts of your body. So inflammation from AS increases your risk for anemia, a condition marked by a lack of healthy numbers of red blood cells. These cells are responsible for transporting oxygen to organs. Fatigue is one of the first signs of anemia. Other symptoms of anemia include frequent headaches, dizziness, shortness of breath, pale skin, and hair loss due to iron deficiency. So I do see some people come on and say, I get headaches. Get yourself checked for anemia. That's one of the first things I would encourage you to do. Anemia is diagnosed with a blood test. It's real simple. And if you're diagnosed with anemia, your doctor may prescribe an iron supplement to help restore your red blood cell levels. It's really a simple process. If you got it, you start looking at maybe, you know, a simple iron supplement, and that can be really all you need. Your doctor will also want to make sure that you don't have ulcers or bleeding from non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medication use if you're a woman heavy menstrual periods. Now, number three, here is the one that really, really aggravates people. And if your doctor doesn't put any context around it, I can understand, but it is vital. And it is one that's been directed at me by several of my doctors. Number three, monitor your weight. I will see people in the forums post, can you believe my doctor told me to lose weight? That's absolutely terrible. And blah, 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 blah. They go on and on and on about it. But there's a big reason. And this article just touches briefly on it. It said a lack of energy can lead to decreased activity and trigger weight gain. Being overweight can present long-term health concerns and can also make your AS symptoms worse. Extra fat adds more stress to your spine and worsens inflammation. Being overweight can also make everyday tasks more difficult to complete. If you've noticed you're gaining weight despite eating a healthy and balanced diet and exercising regularly, talk with your doctor. Let them help you, if they can, look at options for trying to lose weight. They could look at additional tests. Maybe there's something, a thyroid function test to find out if there's a cause for the weight. There's all sorts of things. Also, 
I saw an item one time that said, for every one pound of extra weight you carry, that's like having seven pounds of pressure, extra six pounds of pressure, something like that, on your hips. Think about that. This disease damages our hips. So if you're carrying you know, 10 pounds, that's like 70 pounds, 60 pounds of extra pressure on your hips that don't need that pressure applied to them because it's just going to lead to faster damage in many cases. Not all cases, but many cases. So multiply that by whatever weight you're over. I'm running, oh gosh, 55, 60 pounds overweight and the doctor gets furious at me about it because I've already had four hip replacements and he can't understand how come I'm not ready for another one due to that excess weight and the amount of pressure that it's putting extra on my hips that are already you know, weakened. So when your doctor tells you that you need to lose weight, they're not doing that because they have a penchant and want to you know, aggravate you and say things to hurt you. They're telling you that because you probably need to lose weight. We all do. We have terrible diets in the Western world that comprise a lot of bad, highly processed foods. So you really want to look at that. I did a couple episodes with Andrew Boss. I'll have the links in the show notes. He goes over dietary items in far, far more depth than I know. He goes to such a granular level that it's amazing. It might not work for you what he talks about, but it's well worth the listen to see if it can help you, whether it be some of it or all of it. Number four, dietary considerations. And that goes right at hand in hand with number three. Weight gain often calls for changes to your diet. But when it comes to addressing AS-related fatigue, dietary changes mean much more than cutting calories. So it talks about eating nutrient-dense foods as often as possible that'll help to keep your energy high. Again, listen to Andrew Boss's episodes. They're done in two parts because the information is so in-depth. And look at what you can do to affect your diet and help to work with losing weight, losing weight to increase energy. All of that goes hand in hand. I, I can't emphasize enough how important that is. Number five is exercise tips. And again, we've talked about this in numerous past episodes. It doesn't matter what amount you can of exercise you can do. It's simply that you get up and move. All of us are different. All of us have AS different. All of us have different complications, different limitations. If you can get to a place and swim, swim. If the best you can do is to get up from a chair you're sitting in, walk around your living room, walk around your house, walk around the block, whatever it may be, do it. Doesn't mean you have to go far, but adding some exercise into your day is going to show vast improvements for you in the long term if you keep it up and keep doing it. That can really, really pay off a long term for you. So as I said, swimming is great for people with AS, short walks, working your way up to longer walks, maybe adding weight into, say, a backpack or something that you might carry. All of those are items that you can work towards. You don't need to jump into it full force. So ultimately, the takeaway from this is there's no cure for AS at this point. So we have to manage the related symptoms, and that requires diligence on our part. So if you frequently don't have enough energy to perform daily activities, it may be time to review and evaluate your current treatment plan with your doctor. A different approach to treating AS may be enough to keep fatigue at bay. So with that, thank you again. I hope to see your name show up on the Spondy Podcast mailing list. It's been such a pleasure always getting to come and talk to everybody, and I wish you nothing but the best. Please feel free to reach out at any time. Thank you, and have a wonderful week.